Hey y'all, hey. Welcome back to another episode of the Why Don't We Talk About This podcast. I'm your host, Paula McMillan-Perez, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist. On today's episode, we have a real treat because this is a conversation with two neurodivergents. We have the amazing Kelly Little, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she speaks about her experience engaging in active professional development, the personal work she's engaged in to heal her intersecting identities, and the connection to how these two themes enhance her ability to effectively support her clients. Here we go. So my name is Kelly Little. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am a um, a wife. I am a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm a healer. I'm a lot of things. Um, I own a private practice that I, I started in 2022. And I've been doing that like consistently ever since. And so, you know, I'm a lot of things. I wear a lot of hats, but I, I try to keep them all on and know when they need to come out. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> like more hardcore, you know what I mean? Like, like these are parts of myself. And I think this is going to totally lead us into like the conversation we've been talking about for the last 30 minutes prior, right? So these are all parts of myself. They are things that either I grew into or that I was like born into, you know, and how I show up in each of these places, like they intermingle. Like I'm not, I'm a whole person. We were talking about this at the conference, right? Yeah. Did I introduce my, I did. Okay. And before you continue, the conference that she's talking about was uh, Therapists Deserve Abundance, where we met for the first time. We do. Clearly we have become uh, siblings in mental health. (laughs) Yes, fast, fast, fast action. Yes, fast action. Fast action. Make friends. I'm be, I'm be traveling. I'm be travel. Like I, I live in Southern California. It's, um, you know, born and raised, and um, now I'm just feeling like I need to go to New York and go hang out with my bestie. <laughs> like, well, you are more than welcome. Not when it's cold, though. Yeah. Well, let me not say that, because it can be really nice. Mind, but though. if you want to, like, tap into all of the stuff, like, you have to come, like, I'd say fall, spring. Summer's just hot, hot, but not bad. And you're probably used to heat, too. So, like, you know what? If yeah. it's, we'll, we'll, mean, we'll play it by ear. Oh, vibe. <laughs> Look, I'll vibe all season. We'll, we'll try it. <laughs> I love it. It's like All season, Kelly. Gotta, <laughs> all seasons. We got to try all of it. I mean, I am, I do love, I do love, you know, the desert heat. Yeah, we have humidity out here. My skin doesn't. Like, it's rude (laughs) and disrespectful. (laughs) Shout out to dry heat that we don't get. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Although, uh, although, like, I don't know, but, you know, we've been getting a lot of rain lately, so it's been kind of interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Anyhow. Yeah. So yes, the, the the conference like that was that was so that was so crazy. Like there was like so many things. Gosh, we learned so much. I think in 
sitting in spaces with genius, right? <laughs> like we're Absolutely. just in spaces with people who are there for like, you know, this like collective, like we're here for, you know, familiar like purpose and learning about how each of us individually grows, but we grow together. It's, it's fascinating. I love it. It was so good. I mean, we were at the right table, I feel like. Absolutely. We were small at the right table. And, you know, I, I may have shared this with you because, you know, my memory is terrible. Um, but when we had to, like, fill out that survey where we identified, you know, what we specifically wanted to kind of, like, focus on during the conference. Yeah, there were, like, a bunch of options that, like, spoke to me. But, you know, as somebody that, like, has a group practice that's just getting, getting started, I was like, okay, cool. But then I'm like, damn, there's probably going to be a lot of people that want to open a group practice. I'm going to feel overwhelmed. Because, you know, these conferences, like if you're at a table, it's usually like eight to 10 people. And I'm like, I don't know if I can navigate like conversations with this this many people. I mean, like I can, but I don't know how present I am. And then, you know, the anxiety of my neurodivergence and being in a new space and all of those things come up. So like, even though initially we started with four, but um, our fourth, she kind of vacillated between two, which is fine. But oh, I like know what I love. Yeah. Three of us. Um, It was just like, oh, this is exactly where I was supposed to be, because not only am I able to talk about the things that I want to focus on, I'm with people that I can manage the conversation with and not be anxious about the fact that there are too many people. (laughs) Oh, no, it was it was perfect. I mean, it was so perfect. I think that even the vibe, like the conversations and like the in-betweens and everything, like just really enriched the experience that like. I mean, and I went to the first one and it felt very similar too. like where we were just like where we were supposed to be. I feel though, like when I walked into that first conference, I was just like, so unsure what to expect that, you know, my anxiety could not handle. <laughs> it was like, so I, I mean, I was like, where am I going? What am I doing? I, you know, showing up in, in, in a space that like was like, familiar but like not right like you know just I mean I've been to conferences before but like also I just didn't know what to expect you know and then so I kind of had somewhat of a an idea of what I was going to be like connecting with or like to be exposed to or what have you but but again it was such a unique experience too I just like I'm so glad I mean I am so glad that I kind of walked in knowing a little bit more about what I was gonna gonna participate in but but again it was just it was such a a perfect like place to be in it was it was right timing it was for sure right timing especially when I filled out that little I was like I knew I was like yep that's what I'm gonna do and I was like oh I could do all these other things but I really like you know you just know you just know you just know where you're supposed to be and another thing that as you were speaking kind of came up for me you know, and I, I did feel that because this was my first one um, uh, with Dr. TK. But what I will say is that the scope of conferences historically has been very dry and it hasn't had a lot of energy infused, even like, you know, presenters or, you know, specific presentations. They don't necessarily reinvigorate you or bring life to you. I have for a while I stopped going to conferences because 
it just it didn't speak to me like the the title was like it dragged me in and I'm like okay cool like I can learn things I can meet new people but sometimes you also go to conferences no one says anything to each other or it's like a good morning there's no like sharing of like information so contact like, clinically like clinic, yeah it's, like, it's dry like, it, it reminds dry, me of a hospital dry heat yeah. And I'm just like, that's not who I am. So then I also feel, or at times rather, I have felt self-conscious about like, like the, like the Paula you met in Vegas. Like I'm like that all the time. However, yes. when I've gone to certain conferences, I felt like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, she's doing too much. Or she's talking all the time. Reserve. Or, I always feel like, like yeah. yes. Like I have to turn, I have to reserve. turn off or dim my light. And no, I just see, got, that's what we don't want it to. We want it. We want to illuminate. We want to illuminate. That's the thing. And I'm just like, I don't want to yeah. feel like I'm doing too much just for being myself. The same self that, you know, has gone through so many journeys and iterations of like, you know, what's going on. And even with my ADHD, like I masked for a long time and I was so exhausted. So to even be engaged in something where you can just like be yourself, like, yeah, I was like a little anxious because I didn't know what to expect. But just even sitting down and like we introduced ourselves to each other and we were already like cracking jokes. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the place, the space with the people. And we don't always have access to things like that. Cause like historically conferences <laughs> yeah. are just mad dry, like and boring. And it's and just also a lot too, of didactic information, but no real energy. There was no engage like yeah. And I think the other part too, and I think it's really worth noting, <clears throat> excuse me, is um the diversity. I was listening to your yeah. your recent your recent podcast and I was like, yes, 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 yes. All of the things, right? And to be in a space, maybe not not necessarily like specifically like I, you know, like I see myself in the people that are there, but like to be in a space of diversity and to, you know, feel like I don't know, like it's just if something energizes me <laughs> like when I just see a collective amount of of people that like I can relate to and that you know I could see myself in in some in some degree you know I call it what what are they what are the the Gen Z now collective major or global majority global majority right? yes. global majority it's like and you know as a and I'll say this and this is a part of this is a part of you know ooh. Oh, now we're going to get deep real quick. Cause okay, is, I'm ready. I'm here for a girl. This is huge. So part of it is, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a multi, I'm a biracial woman, you know, and um, that is a part of my identity, but it was also growing up having to find those spaces and to feel safe and to feel comfortable and was never, not that it wasn't like taught, right? Like we didn't talk about it, right? It was just like, it wasn't expressed that like it could be all parts. And so I'm very big on, you know, understanding ourselves as whole people. We are whole people. When I, when I work with the clients that I work with, like I work in specifically trauma, grief, and anxiety. Like these are, you know, my damn, you know, give me your pain. I will hold space for it, you know? Um, we will skill set the anxiety, you know, but um, I think, uh, you know, we are whole people, there are all parts of us, like I, you know, I introduced myself, like, these are, these are roles in my life, but these are parts of myself, like, I can't separate them, 
And when I try, like it feels, I feel disjointed. I don't feel like a whole, like, and here's the thing, like, if that's not your role, like that doesn't mean you're not whole. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that like, I know that in all of these spaces of how I show up in my life are a part of me. And I think I had to really learn that as an adult that I didn't get an opportunity to really learn growing up. And it was painful. You know, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't Mexican enough over here and I wasn't white enough over here. And there were no spaces where people would be like, Oh, but like you're like a whole person. You're not just part this or part that. I have a real big problem being like, Oh, you're half this. You're half. I'm a whole person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm a whole person. And it took me a long time to understand that. And, you know, and I'll be honest, like a lot of like therapy, a lot of seeing and, you know, spaces that allow me to think bigger, you know, and, you know, I will always be grateful for my, my education journey, because yes, it got me to be in a space where I can like show up, like in my career, the way that I do. But I learned so much about myself and who I am and my values and the things that like, mean things to me. And in grad school. And that's like kind of sad a little bit, right? Because like, why are we learning? And one, like not everybody has access to it. And so why are we learning this in like, at least in high school <laughs> you know, or like uh, middle school? Cause middle school sucks, I, right? But <laughs> I, are you looking at my brain right now? Like, I, maybe, like- maybe. And so like, so, so that part, like to, to be right, like to, to feel and to know that all parts of me like can exist at the same time, but also like, you know, my experience, you know, I, I, I have this conversation, I've had this conversation with my mom a lot. And, you know, again, I, I think there's like a generational thing. There's a cultural yeah. component to it. And I understand, you know, I can logically understand like where she's coming from through her lens, but I have to always like, not always, but I have I, I have in the past had to explain to her, like, look, always look different than mine because I do not look like you. Like, you you see me, you know I'm her daughter. <laughs> Jeans are strong. But, like, my, but my skin tone looks different. You know, and that my experiences in life are always going to look different than her. And, you know, and, and it took a minute for her to understand, but it was like, all of these parts of my nobody in growing up like said hey Kelly like you know do you feel comfortable being over here do you feel comfortable like nobody asked nobody talked about it I had to navigate it on my own and, and I'll be honest with you like I don't think I navigated it very well because I didn't have any access or resources or people telling me like look we grew up in like get to work get to school do the things move forward get to work go to school move forward you know, yeah, like we that didn't have, immigrant like, mindset in some places about this, especially you know, and when we like, have right, our parents you know, and, who you know, are like, "I need to provide these opportunities for my children." So that that's the view. And I can, all, so right, I, I get and I can that. only understand. Yeah, and I can only understand it through the lens like I my so my um so I I want to say gosh I don't really understand but um I believe like. I'm a third generation American, like American, Mexican American, right? Like, you know, my, you know, my mom's, you know, white, we born, we're all born right here, right? But like the, 
in the United States, but um, my dad also grew up in a very different time. So when we talk about generation and we talk about like how those things speak to how we grew up in our environment, like, and I, and again, I, I come from a, a school of thought in, in the work that I do as, as very, you know, so, um, like our, the systems that we grow up in, you know, humanistic, right. <laughs> you know, attachment, like, right. All of those things like really speak to like the work that I do. But one of the biggest things that I, I, I love to, um, help clients kind of like understand is like that, that bigger picture of like how even generationally like speaks to how we how we live life or the lens that we see life through. Right. And so like, for me, you know, I grew up not speaking Spanish. Like that was not what we did now. Granted, my, my, was not, you know, he didn't, you know, he was born in, he was born in Texas, (laughs) you know, and, but he was also born in 1940. Right. And so like, kind of just, you know, just speak to like, what is happening in the forties and the fifties, right? Like this is before, Mm -hmm civil rights movement this is before the chicano era, you know movement like all of all of these things are not happening yet you know and it is at the time and like yeah like i don't really know because i was and grew up there but like learning and understanding it through that lens is that you know it was very violent to be a minority like and to speak your language and so we grew up like oh no 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 you don't speak spanish you only speak english and my mom would be always like teach them and he's like we don't need it you know, it was like you know must know, know English perfectly you know jokes on him I had a speech problem so that was fun and which <laughs> you know I didn't even get to I can't even roll my r's so like so look I was already from the gate <laughs> you know not not gonna speak it I was right like from the gate not gonna speak it correctly but so I grew up like not being able to connect to that part of my culture. And it was so important in that time to assimilate and to, yes. to be a part of a system to survive essentially. And so as I'm an eighties, I'm a kid that was born in the eighties, right? Like, like we didn't get taught all of that. We didn't talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So like, as I grew up, as I grew up in like these spaces where like, when I say I wasn't Mexican <laughs> to be around the, because I didn't speak Spanish and like, they were like, oh, but you know, but you're also this, you're also that. I'm like, so other people were telling me who I was. It wasn't until I got older that I had to learn who I was and to understand all of those things. And I think that's what brings me to that, that piece about authenticity, right? Like we don't just grow up into like knowing who we are and our authentic selves. And some of us don't even have access to spaces to know what that is. And so it's much easier to like own your values. Yeah. And it is to like learn what my values are, you know? And so it's a lot of unlearning and like teaching of <laughs> Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned the unlearning and, piece because that's a big part of this, especially when you get to the point where you're like, oh, like it, it connects that, Unfortunately, I have more work to do, but the work that I have to do can kind of speak to all of the things that have been coming up in me or all the things that I haven't had access to that maybe now I do. And I have to say yeah. that what you've shared thus far really speaks to me as the kid that was called an Oreo almost all of elementary school because you talk like a white girl or mm-hmm. like it, 
I, I'm not gonna go down the whole list, but it was rough. So it's just like I never. I was a coconut. Knew. Ah, so an Oreo and a coconut. Ain't we a pair? Um, but like not I don't know. Knowing... It sounds like a really yummy shake, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, or maybe like a, a a coconut Oreo. Who knows? We're gonna see that on the store shelves now, and they gave us no credit. Um, but I do think that part of the struggle and I don't know if this is something you identify with it's just like that was a time because I too am an 80s baby that was a time where it's just like even though as a society we have come further than maybe at least I hope so at some points but sometimes it doesn't feel like it we've come further than 40s and 50s but still feel like we need to have one clear delineated place where we need to fit so if I didn't fit with the black girls and I went to school in the Bronx. There was like, you know, a small smattering of white folks. Didn't fit with them either. And as luck would have it, it was um, Puerto Rican and Dominican communities. They were like, no, come sit with us. Come eat with us. Come whatever. And it's just like, I, while I was a- grateful that I was able to find a sense of community with people that were just like, oh, you're a person? Oh, you want to talk? Like, it's just like, why is yeah. that a thing? Yeah. And it wasn't until, similar to what you mentioned in terms of like, you know, college and, and especially in grad school, where I finally begun to do work associated with what I was struggling with, with my own identity, because for so long, I didn't feel like I fit. Or then when um, I can remember a time in college where I literally had someone ask me, like, why do you always hang out with the Spanish people? And I was like, okay, well, so first I had to start with, they're not Spanish. (laughs) Like, they're not from Spain. Um, so it was just like, so I'm like, let, let, let's start with the levels of education that need to come from this. And I'm just like, okay, I can do better for myself. And I think in me doing better for myself and kind of like doing the work and like, you know, figuring out where are the places and spaces where I can feel safe enough to even talk about these things. And therapy was one of them. It's just like, clearly now I also am in a place where I can educate from a space that isn't rooted in like anger or frustration because of, you know, my own experience upbringing. And I can unlearn some of those things and then relearn what is an appropriate, I guess, like avenue to kind of be able to kind of bring those things together. Because I don't want to just diminish what I went through as a child. No, I think that's what and integrate. Yeah. The huge part is people Yes. Yes. I love that word integration because like, I feel like we, it's not like you're losing that part of yourself. Like, I mean, I didn't, I mean, granted, like I, that's a whole other podcast, but I feel (laughs) like, you know, growing up in, in the communities that I grew up in and just the spaces that like were available to me, I'm not dismissing. Like that's the part of authenticity is that we are embracing all parts of ourselves, even the parts that we have to unlearn we must unlearn like i gotta check my biases on a regular i got look yes. when you're sitting in a therapy room and someone's saying something and you're just like hold on why do i feel the way that i feel let me check my bias let me check like what is coming up for me if i'm not willing to look at that then i've already am hiding behind I was gonna say fakery but that's not that's not it (laughs) like I was like I don't know why fakery here it's my mind but I'm hiding behind a facade you know like I am going to be uncomfortable I'm going to be uncomfortable when I am willing to lean heavier into my values or into uh 
my truths. And, and that, and that I think kind of came back. So let, if I pivot, I'm going to go back to, to, to the conference, you know, and, um, we were talking about, you know, I got asked the question about like, you know, what, you know, what is the question you would be asking? And I, and I wrote it down and I did, you know, the, my little math, right. I was talking about myself in, in these spaces. So, and it, it wasn't until like this week that I realized that I wasn't thinking about like the client or the customer or the fair, like who, you know, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about myself and I didn't realize that until I sat down and I was like, these are all parts of myself that I find that speak to my own authenticity and my own ability to connect with self. And that was really what it was about is authenticity leads to connection. And what we, um, in, I, I, I love the model of EFT, EFIT, emotionally focused individual therapy. Like, you know, I'll talk about that maybe a little bit more. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm learning still, I'm still in the process of learning. I was trained in in a, in a level one, um, training and I'm just like, Oh my God, this speaks to me. But one of the things that I, I heard a lot in the training was from the cradle to the grave, we are, uh, striving for connection. Yeah you know sue johnson who is the um she was like the fact like she developed the emotionally focused therapy model and and i was like oh my god this is so true like from from the gate what are we trying to do is to connect and i can't connect in a way that makes me feel like a whole person if i'm not being authentic right like could could you imagine with this conversation (laughs) Except like if I just didn't show up as myself, like it's so weird. I I would probably listen to this playback and be like, "Who was that?" I want to know that when I when I listen to the replay, I know who I I know who that was. That was me, and I can say I can own that, and I, I like can that. connect to that, and I can say yes, this is me. Or maybe somebody out there listening is like, "Oh my god, me too!" Like that's connection. Because you are learning about like, you know, parts of yourself that maybe like we don't look at or we don't think about, you know, and so one of the biggest things is like working through the things that make us disconnected. And so that was what this all was, all of this stuff that I had wrote down and, you know, um, you know, difficulty in communicating like lack of communication skills maybe trauma like experiences and trauma like those things impact the way that we can connect to ourselves right like and and, you know we teach our clients how to reconnect to their emotions and have like healthier emotional language so that we can express ourselves in healthier ways but we don't know that if we've been like growing up in trauma right fear fear can keep us stuck although i will say that fear is also sometimes can be a motivator to like great change but but we can you know what did she say uh dr k said do things scared yeah <laughs> do things scared like that's okay lack of boundaries if i don't know what my boundaries are there's no way that i'm going to be able to connect authentically if i don't know what my limited all of these speak to my values all of these speak to my truths right my limiting beliefs about myself. I, I grew up believing that I was not enough of enough of, and it just played a continuous cycle into, you know, again, that's a, that's a, that's another podcast, but it played a huge role in how I lived my life. I'm not enough. 
the universe was like, this is so funny. Like I always felt small and like insignificant. And then I married, you know, into the name little. So I was like, little me, you know, I was like, play. I was like, okay, universe. But that's not who I am today, you know, but I, I listened to that message that, that those limiting beliefs about myself that I was not enough because other people told me what my truth was. If I don't know enough about myself, I'm going to listen to you. Tell me who yeah. I am. And yeah. that's not going to necessarily, that's not going to necessarily be, be helpful in me growing or like evolving, changing all of those things. Maybe there's limitations. Like I have physical health limitations, you know, and like sometimes those things don't allow me to show up in spaces that I would like to show up in because I might not be great that day. And, you know, and it all plays a role back to limiting beliefs, right? Like they all connect. And so when we think about, you know, finances can keep us accessibility. Again, like I'm grateful. I got to go to grad school. I got, I, I had got to do these things. I got to go to therapy. Like I had a wonderful, you know, I've had a few wonderful therapists, you know, but I, I got to do these things. And like, if I don't have, if I don't, didn't have the accessibility for that, I don't know what this would look like today you know so there's so many things that could be barriers to it but like doesn't mean that I can't show up authentically just it just means I got to do some work and figure out like how to to navigate that you know I don't know if that makes sense but like no it, you know, it totally does and again I feel like you're in my brain because there's a lot of that that resonates with me and you know my own personal journey and even thinking about um, you know, how this podcast got started because I may have told this story before. So for people listening, you know, <laughs> you just go hear it again. Um I have but... not heard it. So okay, I need to hear well, it. there you go. Yes. So um my husband had made the suggestion for I want to say three, maybe four years that I should do a podcast. And I was like, no, like everybody has a podcast. Like, I don't like what would it like, no, like why? So I didn't like I didn't want to think it through. And then Part of the struggle that I have, and I will be perfectly honest, last year after I got hit by a car, like I was depressed, like I couldn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't do like, you know, the basic things that like you can do for yourself. Every day is pain. I mean, every day is still pain. I just didn't know it then. But it's just like, okay, what is within my realm of capability? Because like I have all of this knowledge and insight and information and ridiculousness in my brain. Like, you know, what can I do with it? And then he came back and he was like, so how about that podcast? Oh no, he was like, hey, you know, here's an idea. Yeah, and I'm just looking at him like, whatever. So then like I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, I have a computer, I have internet, I have a microphone. And even if I can't get out of bed or like I can sit in a chair, I can talk, I can talk to people. And then I'm just like, I can talk to a lot of people. I can talk to different people. And then I was just like, mental health professionals, I'm a social worker. Plus I know... Marriage and family counselors, look at you, there you go right now. Professional counselors, mental health counselors, students. And then I was just like, so like I'm talking to him about it. And he's like, okay, well, you know, now you just got to come up with a title. And I was just like, oh my God, like feeling completely overwhelmed. And he's like, well, you're always like, why don't we talk about blah, blah, blah. Or like, why isn't this a thing? Blah, blah, blah. So he's like, there you go. You have your title. And I'm just like, I do say, why aren't we talking about it? a lot because it's just like you know there are situations and things that happen in pockets or especially you know I was thinking about it from the cultural lens that you know they're like you know thinking about the movie um Encanto we don't talk about Bruno 
that resonated with so many people because of their cultural beliefs and upbringing that like, you know, there are things that we don't talk about, not just in terms of like, you know, mental health, but there are just things that, you know what, if we keep them quiet or hush hush, it's like they didn't happen or we don't have to address it. But like, what are the things that may come up with us individually? Um, And for me, a lot of this podcast is just like having an outlet to speak. And I've learned a lot. Um, through the guests that I've had on. And it had given me an opportunity to share that same information with people that maybe they would get it in other places and maybe they wouldn't. So like, this is fun for me. Don't get me wrong, y'all. This is work. It's me, my husband, who's a producer, and Fonzie, who is our director of self-care, who basically just supervises us from like, you know, napping because that's what he does. (laughs) But like, I I feel like it's worth it because a big part of this for me too is people will reach out, you know, email, Instagram, whatever have you, and be like, oh, like I really took something from this or, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or I felt some type of way because so-and-so said, and all of those are exactly what I wanted it to be. Like I wanted something authentic to come up in you. I wanted it to be kicked up, a feeling, an emotion, a thought. You don't have to agree with everything that I'm saying or that the guests are saying, because you might not. But like, why is it yes, that exactly. it's either bothering you or coming up for you? Are you reflecting yes. on that? Are you asking yourself the question, like if you felt like your stomach rumble or if you felt like the hair stand up on your neck, like what caused it? And what are some other things that happen in your life or have happened in interactions that have caused those same things to happen? Because some of us, similar to what you're saying, like we don't, we haven't gotten to the point, hopefully we will, where we know who we are as people. If the hair stand yeah. up on the back of my neck, it's because of one of three things. So if I know that and I'm hearing a podcast and somebody says something, one of these three things are activated. Why is that? So I feel like in a lot of ways, even though that this has been helpful for me personally, that I think like as a community, one of the things that this podcast does, at least I'm hoping that it does, is it gives people the opportunity to kind of reflect on what's coming up for them and where any of this may resonate. And if it doesn't, why not? And should it? So, and then you can like think about like okay, so what? Then what do I do with this information? Yes, like right. So that's like the huge (laughs) question. Like okay, so yeah, great. Like I, I resonated with this, but then what do I do with it? Do I sit in it? So here's here's something that that I I think about. We are not at all ever 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 e v e r ever responsible for the things that happen to us. When we become aware, we are responsible for our healing and how I show up in the spaces that I talked about in the very, very beginning as a therapist, as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, as a friend, am I working towards healing to show up in these places that best support the kind of person I want to be in those spaces? And when I'm not, then I got to ask myself, what do I need to do? Because if I just say like, oh yeah, and don't, and I don't do anything about it, then it's not just me that's affected. It's the people whose lives I am like connected to that. That's people whose lives I'm connected to at the grocery store. Let me be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because connections reach far and wide. I know. Right. So the connection can be, you know, it could be a very like intimate connection. It could be a very like, you know, uh, what's the word? Like, 
you know, just like an acquaintance or what have you, but how I show up is going to be determined of how, how far I'm willing to look at that, uh, uh, like, look at these things, you know what I mean? And so it is, it is work. And I think like a lot of like, I think especially like clients that I work with or have worked in the past, it's like, Oh, this is, oh, this is a lot. I'm like, it is, it is. The cool thing is like what, you know, the good news, right? Like the good news of like, you know, let's, let's like not be overwhelmed by it. Right. Like that's, those are very strong statements, but it's not an overnight process because we didn't get here overnight. We're not going to heal overnight. So like, and there are parts like, or I, I think about it like this, like we, we are in journey of healing you know and I don't know you're an 80s baby so like maybe you'll like resonate with this okay I just want you to picture the movie Land Before Time Ooh, you brought me back <laughs> okay but not like in the beginning where like it was like super sad sorry spoiler it's like extraordinarily sad but can you picture the Great Valley yes yes I can okay there's a picture if you look at the cover like where if you look at any like graphics of the great valley like they're standing on rocks and they're overlooking like the valley mm-hmm. but there's a like next to them there's like other like plateaus of different um, ranges like all around and you can even see that it goes further out right yeah. they got to their destination i feel like when we show up and like i need to heal we get to the destination of like the great valley but there's so many vantage points and sometimes when we come to healing, we don't, we got to stop. <laughs> we'd be like, I like this view. I like what I see. I like the parts of myself that are healed. I, I like how I'm showing up in my life now, because here's the thing, like we can be, you know, be looking at the past all day long, but really like, how am I, how is the past reflecting how I'm showing up in my present is going to also reflect how I show up in the, in my future self. Right. So, but sometimes in therapy or like in any kind of healing journey, because, you know, let me tell you, therapy is not a monopoly, right? Like there's a lot of spaces in how people heal, right? Um, we plateau and, you know, I, people used to say to me, Kelly, gosh, you go to therapy a lot. I'm like, I do because like there are seasons in my life that I get to a ridge and I'm like, I like this and I'm done. Let me just sit and let me just enjoy the work that I did. Let me enjoy the spaces that I see. Like, but if I keep climbing, I'm going to see a little bit more. Or if I go down below my vantage point, what I'm seeing is going to look different. So healing, yes, it's a journey, but there's so many different spaces we can come into. It's not just one. And that's how, I think that's the part of like the, the authentic self. Like when we truly understand where we are, like it's being, I guess like authenticity is also about being in acceptance about where we are. Like it's like, you see it, right. There's acceptance and then there's responsibility, right? Like I'm accepting that I'm in this, I'm in this space and then there's things that I need to do. And then there's like my responsibility. So, so what next, what do I get to do? Do I get to climb? Do I sit? Do I enjoy? Do I talk about it? Do I share with others? You know, do I take some time to myself that I invite people in? Right. Cause the biggest part about what blocks us from being authentic to ourselves is that vulnerability piece and that trust piece. If I got trauma involved, if I got, you know, anxiety, social anxiety, regular schmegler anxiety, like all of these things, like, <laughs> like it's going to be hard to show up. Right. So like, these are places that I get to like, look at. We are ever evolving creatures. So like 
growing is going to look different for everybody. There is no like race and there's, and, and there is a, I suppose like there is an end game, but at the same time, like, like if we stay present and in the moment with our authenticity, then we are appreciating it too. We're no, able to definitely. show up in it more, you know, and a yes, lot of like that, the land before that, like, look, every time that you just, everybody says like why do you bring that up it's so painful I like it it's like my favorite my favorite way in you know in fact, it, had, about, it was heavy for kids I will say like you know as seeing it as a kid I was like oh it, it, is it, it was a good it's representation a <laughs> I mean there's there's still a lot of kids shows out there that are rude now like I have my problems with Peppa Pig but again that's another conversation <laughs> but what I will say is that it was a good like especially now that we're older and you know the 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 work that we do seeing the journey seeing like what that continuum looked like it's like oh but for children it's a little like oh right, no, this, but for I real think... but, okay so for real <laughs> if you think about if you think about that one part do you remember that part look spo- all the spoilers spoiler alerts like my bad Remember that part where they found that tree and they really thought the great guy, and then it was yeah. it was just a tree, and then like all these like other dinosaurs came and like and they were like, oh, did they stop? No. Were but they, that's also were they, the... did they feel defeated? But this yeah. is the beauty of children, and this is why we can learn a great deal from them. Yes, we want to make sure that they're prepared for life and the harshness of the world but they have like an innocence and a resilience that like I hope doesn't die as they age and I think it's important for us to remember that too yeah they kept going they kept going they were like well you know maybe maybe that wasn't it yeah maybe maybe we were wrong like they got curious <laughs> like yeah Stay curious. I, I like that supposed one. supposed to sustain us for like a while. Like, you got to stay curious. We got to be like, you know what? Like, and I think that's the part of ourselves that we can tap back into, like in that inner, inner connectivity, right? Like if we are human beings, right? Like to flip it back to the, to the beginning, right? Like if we are um, human beings that we thrive on connection and we, and we want to connect to ourselves then we have to attune to ourselves like what we need and like to be curious about it like you said like why when you say reflect like why do i feel like this what is coming up for me these are these are simple questions to ask but they're not always easy to answer and i think that's where people get stuck that's where i get stuck sometimes i'm like i don't know because i also am like in resistance to sometimes things that like are hard to do like we don't want things to be hard but like no, like that's real. Like, the Great Valley's just uh, along the river band or something. That's another movie. Wait, hold on. Yep. I'm getting my <laughs> movies mixed up. But but yes, yes. Well, we get the live. No, I, and I definitely agree with that. That's why, like, you know, I do um kind of like reflection activities that even I do it myself. Like, you know, I, I call them mirror, mirror because it's like, okay, if, I, if I'm ready to be honest with myself, sometimes I will stand in the mirror and be like, okay, like, Ugh. but, you know, it's just like, what's coming up? Why? What happened? Okay, is this too much right now? All right, but we're going to come back to it. One of the things that um I will share is that I used to say to my husband, especially like, you know, if we got into like a disagreement and it was like a lot, like, because don't don't try to come at, he- at me heavy with something when I haven't eaten. Like, it will go well. So I'd be like, <laughs> hey, fair. let's put a pin in this, right? So one day he was just like, so when are we going to take all these pins out? Because I didn't connect the fact that, oh God, I- yes, I wanted to put a pin in it, 
but I never said when I wanted to come back to it or when the week could come, like when oh, we got to come back to it. to it. I say that a lot in my therapy session. I yeah. love that, Paula, because I'll go like, ooh, you said something. You're like, mm, Kelly, no, I'm not ready. Okay, we're going to pin that. Yeah. But know that I will take it off. Yeah. And I, but I think too, you know, and for some people you can, cause they'll be like, okay, well, you yeah. know, I just want to circle back to this one thing, but some of us in the, c- certain situations, it's like, okay, like I've said to a client, I'm like, all right, so we're going to come back to this the last session of the month. Would you like reminders in the sessions in between so that you can prepare? Cause sometimes it's just like, <sighs> but, and I recognize, oh, that was me, but I never yeah. thought, Hey, like, oh, I'll remember. Take the pins off. No, I won't. And it take the pen out. So I think that's important for some of us to also recognize, yeah. yes, I may want to do some of this work. Yes, I may want to reflect. Yes, I may want to identify what does authenticity look like for me or what does my healing journey look like? But I might not be ready right now for a variety of different reasons. So I'm going to put a pin in this and then hopefully estimate when I can come back to it and then maybe do some reevaluation when you get to that point. Because maybe when you get to that point, financially you're ready, but you maybe you don't have space in your day. But be honest. Right. And I think so that I'm that's a piece of it. The honesty, right? like being honest with ourselves. Honesty. Yes, honesty to thy own self be true, right? Like how do I show up in these places when I want to, but don't have access to? Or I want to, but there's like, no time and and like so what are the things that I can do in my you know what like I kind of going back to to the barriers of like being authentic in our connection with ourselves and other people in our spaces is that like what is what are those barriers like and maybe maybe that's the work you do is that you reflect on what why am I not showing up for myself in in authenticity why am I not um showing up for myself in you know spaces where I can connect well like what is what is coming up for me if I if I see like oh you know it's really about time like I just don't feel like I have time what do a time on it <laughs> and that's what I always check like, people with time though like yeah, exactly like you, okay so well, how about right, we look, take a look I, at yeah like, I want to show, yeah. yeah I want to show up in this area but like oh Oh, but I don't have time. Okay. That's understandable. Like, I mean, like, look, yeah, like if you, um, I'll give you an example. Yesterday we were at my kid plays roller hockey, which is like, I'm so proud of them because let me tell you <laughs> for them to finally have a sport is like, is Yay. making me so proud. <laughs> right. And we were talking about like, you know, they're getting ready to be put on a team. And, you know, my husband and I are talking and he said something to the effect of like, oh my gosh like like they got to do more and I'm like they got to do more and it was like you know we you know where are we going to fit that time in and you know and at first I heard right because I was like I got defensive like we always have time but (laughs) he was like no I didn't say that I said where do we put the time and I was like oh that means we need to just reflect and see like what needs to just change that's like what's so cool about life is you can like reorganize, you know, like you can reorganize and be like, you know what, we don't have to do this on like a, you know, a Monday night. Like that means yeah. like I might have to get out of my, out of myself a little bit more. Like, so here's the thing. I'll give you an example of what, like why this came up for me in that way, why I got like a little defensive is like, I know that they can have like the space available for them to practice more. And then I was like, oh, but then that means I got to like also maneuver my time. And I like my time. 
I enjoy my time. I'm comfortable with my time. You know, I wear, like I said, I wear all, I have all of these roles in my life and, you know, Mondays and, and Fridays I work in the mornings only. And I, and I like my time, you know, to sit and to drink coffee and to read a book. And I don't want to go get them that early, but like, or like prepare dinner early or to do these things that could allow the space for them to practice more. And so really it's about not so much, do they have time? Do I have time and, and to reorganize? And do I want to, I'm saying, I want them to show up better. I want them to show up and like progress and like, you know, practice makes progress. It doesn't make perfection. Practice makes progress. Yes! But like, am I willing to do the work? Am I willing to do the work to like maneuver my time? So it's not about time. It's not that like, I don't know how to manage my time. It's not like, do I want to make the, the changes in my time to manage the things that I want to happen? And here's the thing. It's all a season, right? Like every, you know, just for now. In fact, I changed my schedule um, quarterly, every quarter uh, before the end of like the next, before the, be, the week or so before the beginning of a new quarter, right? Like we're ending like the fourth quarter in December like sometime like in, you know, a week or two before that, I'm going to be looking at the next three months and be like, does this serve me? Does this serve my family? Does this serve my clients? What can change? What can shift? And like that constant like reflection of my time allows me to show up in spaces. So when my husband said, yeah, we just got to figure out the time. It didn't hurt as bad as maybe the quarter before that when I wasn't willing to move my time around. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally does. And I love the way like I was able to it. like be like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, he, I mean, he's not a therapist, but like, you know what? I mean, but when you're married to him, you pick up heart, on a couple of things. Heart. I feel like. <laughs> like when I hear I my husband like, talking to his friends on the yeah, phone, you know, I'm what like, is, what is this? <laughs> You know when like people honor other people with like honorary doctorates or something? Yeah. Like he gets this like honorary like degree of like therapy. Like I mean he had I mean look he had to show up for his authentic self so I could show up like in grad school the way that we show up in. Oh my gosh. That was wild. I can that was only a wild imagine time. that journey. Yeah. It's it's not light work. And for anyone who is either currently in a grad program or looking into a grad program, I highly recommend you doing a audit of your support system because those are 100% the people that get you through. Because yeah. like, even when you're like, oh, this isn't so bad, it's a it's a time commitment. And it is. And you know what? The people that show up, it's not so much that they show up throughout the journey, is that they show up after the journey is done, right? Like after like you get your degree, who's showing up? Mm. Who's showing up? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I mean, it, look, I remember when I got when I got um, my degree, you know, my my master's and everything, and I was just like, you know, thank you guys. I we we had this like ceremony for my my grad program, and I got up there, and the people that you know were able to go. Not everybody was able to go to it, but I I made sure I posted it so everybody who who needed to know yeah. heard my apology because I was like, thank you for hearing no all the time. Thank you for yeah. supporting me when I said no, because I had a study because I had a research paper or this or that or the other, but really I was holed up in my room, fetal position watching Netflix because I was like, one more paper is going to like kill me, you know? And 
thank you. Thank you for letting me do that. You know, thank you for only listening to statistics for three years. <laughs> and assessment and, like, and well, diagnosis flashcards. But really awesome. <laughs> You know, the research does show, gosh, I'm sure that they were so over hearing me say, but the research shows, have you looked yeah. at the research? But these are also the same people that when what are your like, sources? oh, do you need a therapist? And they're like, oh, my friend. <laughs> my friend is. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. Exactly. Oh, but, but oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, no. Man. And I, and how I showed up from different than how I show up for myself now. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, that's another episode. Trust. All right. <laughs> Let's pause there because I think we got our next <laughs> topic. But um, no, all jokes I know, aside, <laughs> um, as we begin to wind down, I'm wondering, is there anything that is on your mind or in your heart that you would like to share with the community before we wrap up? Ooh, on the cuff. You know, um, if you don't, like, okay, this this is on this is on my heart. If you don't have a space where you can go to be seen and to be heard and to just be listened to, don't give up. There is somebody out there that will provide you that space and some therapeutic avenue in some way. Um I thrive on being able to show up like how I sound, how I talk, how, how I show up is how I show up in my room with my clients because I'm a person first and there is somebody out there that like, if you want somebody to connect to, you know, that, you know, can just give you that space. Like you deserve that. You deserve to be seen. You deserve to be heard. Your no story is too small. Right your truth is your truth, right? Like there's no story too small and, and your story deserves to be heard and to not be judged. There's no room for judgment and healing. I'll tell you that there is no room for judgment. If you feel judged, you're not in the right healing space. You got to find that. Don't give up. It's like, don't, it's like, that's the message. Like, don't give up on your journey. Don't give up on yourself on that way. It's hard not to, to feel scared or like, you know, uncertain, you know, but what's what's that saying? Do do things scared? It's okay. It's okay to show up. How how I show up for myself meant that like you know like I show up for the people around me in, in such different ways now, and I'm so grateful for that. I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Kelly as much as I did. Like she just speaks to my soul, and it really goes to show you how you can really connect with folks at professional development. So please, if you are not already, please follow us on Instagram. Why don't we talk about this pod and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time. The Why Don't We Talk About This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for mental health care. It is hosted by me, Paula McMillan-Perez, and is produced by Fonzie Tri Media.